fueled by conversations about the world of creativity. Welcome to the Adventures in Creativity podcast with me, your tour guide, your host, David Swiduck. The adventure starts right now. All right, guys. So we're back. This is episode 76 of the Adventures in Creativity podcast. I'm usually Dave, and we are going to tackle part two of our Deep Connections little mini series I'm doing. Now, part two, uh, I believe this is two of three because I think I'll be able to wrap it up in a third episode and uh, give you guys a nice trilogy of ideas that you can use to connect with your audience on a amazingly deep level and why that's important. So last week I shared you a story about a boy and his starfish on the beach and how it's important to think about the ways and the importance of not stressing so much about building massive audiences. We don't have to catch them all. You know, it's kind of like Pokemon. We we approach our creative pursuits and we want to start getting a, a following, so to speak. And we tend to treat it a lot like Pokemon where we got to catch them all. We, you know, we got to get them all. Every follower, that's the ones I want, all of them. And instead, what we need to do is take the approach of the boy and his starfish and realize that it's much more important and much more satisfying uh, creatively and personally to be able to build really strong connections. So kind of uh, thinking of it in terms of instead of casting a wide yet shallow footprint, going after a very narrow and focused footprint that runs with very deep connections where you're speaking to people at the root of who they are. So what can we do strategy-wise to put this into practice? Now, the next thought that's been rolling around in the old noggin here after I heard Andy's story and just some, some other things I've been thinking about, it got me thinking about something I believe Seth Godin is the one who has said it. Uh, first, at least, I've heard it in a number of places. I've read about it for a while. It's, it's not a brand new idea. You know, I, I think Seth's idea comes in and, and talks about the minimum viable audience. Now, minimum viable audience. Also, uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he was very famous for his idea of 1,000 true fans. Another take, uh, which happened before Seth's, I believe. Um, but another great take on the idea of narrowing down your audience. The idea that we don't need a million followers to make a difference. We don't need a million followers if you're trying to build a creative uh, career. You don't need a million people to do it. You need a thousand true fans. Or maybe you need 500 or 1,500. It's a little different for all of us. And that's where... Seth Godin has come in, I believe it was Seth, I apologize if I'm, if I'm referencing this wrong, and talked about the idea of the minimum viable audience. Now, what, what is that? And why does it matter if you're just a hobbyist? 
Well, let me tell you what it is, and then we'll tackle why that's important in a second. Hey guys, you know I'm terrible at remembering to give you guys the details in terms of where to find me, keep up to date with the podcast, and all of that general housekeeping kind of stuff. So listen up, because I've got all the details for you right now. First, to keep up with everything I've got going on here with Adventures in Creativity, simply visit AICpod.com. There you'll find show notes, various ways to listen to the episodes, and links on how to subscribe in the most popular podcast apps, including Spotify. AICpod.com is also where you'll find articles on all sorts of creativity-related topics, as well as all the links to social media so you can find and follow me there. So that's it. Pretty simple. Visit AICpod.com. Be sure to reach out via social media as well. And pro tip, I'm most active on Twitter and Instagram. Now, back to this week's adventure. So what the minimum viable audience is, is essentially a way to look at your following. Look at what you're making and figure out what is the smallest amount of people that you can connect with that will still allow you to progress and be quote unquote successful based on whatever metrics you've set for yourself, whatever your definition of success is. Now I am going to give you this concession. Normally on this show, I don't talk about building a thriving creative career like Andy J pizza does over on creative pep talk. <laughs> but I, I believe this idea translates well, even if you're a hobbyist, but bear with me as I explain it from a bit of a career perspective, keeping in mind, I'm not an expert. I don't do my creativity as my career. Uh, it's just an outlet for me. It's something I do on the side because I enjoy doing it. And in the case of this podcast, I enjoy doing it and I enjoy helping out other people and making connections with you guys. So keep that in mind, and we're going to talk a little bit about it from the business standpoint, which will then make sense into the hobbyist standpoint where I'm at. So minimum viable audience as a creative professional, someone who's doing this as a career, is figuring out a way to look at what is the minimum number of people that you can connect with on a very deep level that follow your work, that are true fans of your work. Like I said, the thousand true fans. How many people do you need that are all really deeply connected to you, willing to pay you to do whatever it is you do, make whatever it is you make in order to make a profit, in order to be able to turn your creativity into a money-making endeavor, something that's satisfying for you personally because you're connecting with people who really dig what you're doing, but also something that is not just a bunch of thoughtless drones on internet that are just bot accounts or, you know, stuff like that, you know, fake followers, stuff like that, where it doesn't matter. Those people, you could have a million people following you, but if they're not deeply connected, true fans, they're not going to spend any money to support you as an artist either. So that's what we're talking about here. The minimum viable audience and figuring out what that looks like for you, I, I wish I had an easy way to tell you that. It's something I'm working on myself um, with adventures and creativity here and with my photo work and everything else I'm doing. Even though I'm not looking to make a huge career out of it, 
it's certainly nice to uh, to make a few bucks on the side, you know, kind of a side hustle kind of thing. But even more than that, it's not even the business side of it. It's much more for me about what is that core group of people? How can I go about identifying that core group of people and really forming these deep connections, these personal connections, because they enjoy what I put out and they have a connection to it. They have an emotional response to it. So that's where it comes into it as a hobbyist. That's where things get interesting as a hobbyist because you're probably sitting there saying, but Dave, I don't want to do creativity as my career. And I get it. I'm there with you. You and I are lockstep there. I don't know that I could ever, ever Pull the, pull the trigger, so to speak, and leave my day job just to pursue my creativity. I'm just not built for that, at, at least as far as I know. But what I am built for is when I do this stuff on the side and when I make something, I mean, we're all human. We want to have our work appreciated. Whatever it is that we've put our time and effort into making that's brought us enjoyment and satisfaction and creative uh, satisfaction as well. When we release that out into the world, we'd want people to react positively to it. We want to know that, you know, we're not crazy, that our our work has meaning to somebody and that we're not just over here wasting our time with something. Even though it brings us personal satisfaction, there is a point in time when you start looking at it and saying, well, is is this, I know I'm enjoying it, but is it the equivalent of creative video games where, yeah, they're a lot of fun and don't get me wrong, I love playing video games. They're a lot of fun, but they don't really accomplish anything. They don't really mean anything. So what is that minimum viable audience for you with your artwork that you can look at, that you can figure out and say, okay, I've got these 10 people I notice on, on Instagram or Twitter, or whatever it is, that whenever I post, not only do they do they like what I post, or you know anything else, maybe they leave a comment, or they're reaching out to talk to me about what my artwork says to them. That's a good clue that those people, those are the people that you want to um, focus your energy on developing connections with, because they connect to your work. Whatever it is you're making, when you start noticing, maybe it's one person, maybe it's five people, 10 people, whatever. When you start noticing the same people regularly reaching out, um, having conversations with you, you need to realize that it's, it's not just somebody bored. And you need to realize how important that is because in today's day and age, it's so easy just to hit like and scroll by even if you love something. And they're taking the effort to reach out to you, share their thoughts about whatever it is that you've made and open a dialogue because they had an emotional response, a deep connection to whatever it is that you put out there. And if you're seeing these people reach out time and time again, those are the people, those become your minimum viable audience. Look at your following right now. I don't care if you've got 30 followers on Twitter or 150 on Instagram or, you know, 8,000 on Facebook or whatever it is. 
Look at your most used social media, the place where you spend most of your time. Maybe it's two places. For me, it's Instagram and it's Twitter. Look at those places and see who are the people that are consistently sharing your work, that are consistently not just liking it, but consistently dropping you a comment, sending you a direct message, giving you some thoughts about you know, when they viewed your photograph or whatever it is you put up, that it made them think of XYZ back home or whatever the case might be. Who are those people right now? Because I guarantee you, you have them. And if you look at that, just it's a simple exercise, takes a little bit of a little bit of research time because you want to look back, you know, over the course of a few weeks to a month or whatever, and just take notice. I don't care if you need to jot down those names and make a point to have that list because those are the people, I'm not saying ignore everyone else, but what I'm saying is those people that consistently reach out to you, they are showing you who your minimum viable audience is, who your, maybe not thousand, but who your 10 true fans are. And those are the people that as you continue to pursue whatever creative pursuits that you're doing, those are the people that are going to be right there cheering for you. They're the, they're the friends. They're the, um, you know, fans. I hate calling it that, you know, they're the people that you make your work for after yourself, of course, you know, the creative satisfaction side of it, but they're the people that get what you do. They're your people. And I don't mean you own people, not in a slave manner, but like you're in the same tribe, you know, the same mentality. You share a similar uh, mind space. So take advantage of that, not in a sleazy way, but I mean, pay attention to it, take advantage of it and work on really building those relationships, work on getting to know each other, find out more about them when they write you be sure to follow up with them right away because you know what? They're the ones that are going to tell their friends about this awesome artist, this awesome creative that they know that's doing this really cool thing. And it's slow and it will build because this is the weird part about all of this. We talk about not wanting to build and throw that wide, shallow net of trying to gather all the Pokemon, you know, all the followers. But what's important is that in this situation, you're going to grow your audience naturally, and it's going to be growing with nothing but your truest, deepest connected fans. And that's amazing, isn't it? I mean, think about that. If, if every person that started, started you know, reaching out to you that followed the work you're making was someone who really dug what you do, there's an incredible feeling that that comes with that, knowing that, I mean, I'll be honest, when I do this show here even, it still blows my mind most times when someone reaches out and says, hey, I really enjoyed that episode. It really, you know, hit me in a, in a certain way and it was advice I needed to hear or it was something I just really connected with that. I mean, A, I'm thrilled that that happened, but I'm just sharing kind of my headspace and my journey on, on, on this creative path in the hopes that someone else can benefit from it. But when you hear someone that really connects with what you're doing, 
it's kind of mind blowing. It's very trippy. It's, you know, it, it, it's hard to wrap your head around, but it's amazing. So think about your minimum viable audience, your thousand true fans, which maybe is just 10 true fans to start or, you know, 50 or whatever that number is. And more importantly, take a look right now, like I said, at your social media following. See who those people are that are consistently reaching out to you. And when you do that, you'll notice those are your true fans, your thousand true fans, your minimum viable audience. Now, next week, as I wrap this up, I've got one more bit of strategy I want to talk to you about. And it's a little bit of advice from a uh, writer's perspective of horror and sci-fi and fantasy films, but particularly from the horror film genre and uh, horror writing novel, you know, novel genre like Stephen King, Dean Kuhn, stuff like that. So stay tuned for that next week. In the meantime, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you right back here next week an all-new adventure in creativity. Talk to you then, guys. Take care.